1: 2485399797. We also want to mix in some Maiden Hutchinson stuff because, you know, we were talking a couple times this week. He's come up. You said, I don't know, maybe there's a shot he would be an outside uh, pro bowler. And there was a bristle on the ticket text and, and by some people in the audience going, Well, John, the guy doesn't hit the quarterback. How the hell is this guy going to be? And how many times this year have we been told he doesn't hit the quarterback? His sack numbers got to get those totals up. You got to be better than that. The pressures indicate he's among the best in the league coming off the edge. The sack production, not so much. So I think there are two camps that have formed in the Lions fan base. The camp that says he is overrated because he's the number two pick and there's been a drop off in sack production in year number two. And then there's another group of Lions fans that say, you guys are out of your mind. He's all alone on this D-line. He's getting doubled and triple teamed. He's gotten underrated because people have ignored just how disruptive he can be i want to know which camp you're in because i think outside of golf he may be the most polarizing detroit lion right now aiden hutchinson
0: well i mean so in terms of pressure leaders all right and you look at uh, for a lot of the numbers we'll go to pff for for some of those i agree with some of their numbers i don't i'd say i agree with some grades and i don't agree with some grades But for this, it's kind of hard numbers. Your number one leader in pressures in the NFL is Micah Parsons. Great player. No question, and and nobody's going to debate that. Number two. Defensive player of the year. Yeah, and he's with 89 pressures. Number two is Nick Bosa at 85. Number three at 81 pressures is Aiden Hutchinson. Now, obviously... And then you go down the list: Josh Allen with uh, 77. That's the linebacker. Josh Allen, Max Crosby at 75, Aaron Donald at 74, T.J. Watt at 70, Khalil Mack at 70, Miles Garrett 69. So you've got it's it's a list of the elite players. The elite players. The one anomaly is Micah Parsons, Bosa, Allen, Crosby, Don. All these guys, and then maybe not Donald as much because he's a defensive tackle, but you have the sack numbers to go along with the pressures. And the anomaly is Aiden Hutchinson, where he's got the pressures, but he doesn't have the sacks, Doesn't isn't able to finish the deal. Now, why is that? Some of that is he's got to be able to beat double teams. He's got to be able to wrap up Justin Fields when he has him in his grasp. Some of it is also you can put pressure on all you want, But if he's rushing off the left edge and the quarterback can escape on the right side or can step up in the pocket because there's nobody pressing the pocket, it's, it's a lot more difficult to be able to get those final sack numbers. Yeah, my read on it is this. I do think he's becoming underrated
1: because so many people are holding the sack total over his head. We all agree he needs to get home more often, but it's a little like Spencer Torkelson to me. Spencer Torkelson last year wasn't hitting home runs early, but everybody was talking about the equivalent of pressures, right? Exit velo and launch angle. And it became kind of nauseating, right? But it was an indicator that he was doing all the right things. If you're getting pressure, it means you're doing a lot of the right things. And eventually Torkelson started converting launch angle into home runs. Aiden Hutchinson, very early in his career, still highly productive, is going to convert more of those pressures into sacks. The more times you're in the right spot, the more times you're doing the right thing, I trust that it's going to pay off over the long haul. And John, the key is you're right. Anchoring the other side with some semblance of a threat. The Lions came into this year with a collection of dudes and none of them have stepped up. Whether it was Harris, former first-round pick, had had a decent couple years, not so much this year. Houston, who's been hurt. Either O'Quara, nobody has stabilized the other side. They've called on mid-30s Bruce Irvin to play spot duty and he's gotten home a little bit, Yeah. If they could have somebody on the other side of Aiden Hutchinson, I do think some of those pressures turn into sacks because you can't chip with a tight end and a running back and you can't roll to the other side and you just have to sit there and be a a target for him to finish with. I think it's going to sound weird to call him underrated. Maybe it's not in the literal sense of underrated, but it's a pushback to all that are calling him overrated. I still think he's a dynamic player on this team.
0: Well, and here's another point In, in regards to those being able to apply pressure on the other side. When did, last year for Aiden Hutchinson, we saw at the beginning of the season, was it three sacks against Washington? There was was this big lull where there was no sacks. And then all of a sudden, he started to rack them up at the end of the year. Well, what else happened at the end of the year? James
1: Houston. Came on strong. Came on
0: strong. And so you had somebody on the other side that had to eventually be accounted for. Now, you didn't account for James Houston after the first game two games three games that he had sacks but all of a sudden now you get four games of film on him you're like okay this guy is actually you know producing we've got to you know account for him so we're going to send some of our resources over there well what happens all of a sudden Aiden Hutchinson singled up or it just becomes if Aiden Hutchinson is doubled but you got somebody on the other side that's actually producing pressure Now the quarterback escapes the pocket, and boom, there's Aiden Hutchinson. Or the quarterback escapes the pocket to get away from Aiden, boom, there's James Houston. They don't have that guy producing at all on the other side. I love this descriptive ticket text we got sent.
1: Sometimes when I watch Hutchinson, he looks dominant. Other times, he's running around like a kid who's had too much sugar. I think the high motor is what they're seeing there. Sure. And sometimes he over-pursues. And yes, Greg is making... He's throwing his arms around trying to get the holding calls. He can be very animated. Yes. Coming very, off expressive. This, yeah, very, very expressive. Very expressive. Some ticket texts where we're split. Texter says Hutchinson's overrated. He gets a free pass in the town because he's a Wolverine. There'd be a huge uproar if he was a Buckeye or a Spartan. I would still rather have Thibodeau.
0: I don't think... That matters. Maybe it does a little bit because, and I think more because he's local. I don't think Michigan plays into it because if he was a Spartan drafted number two overall, a Buckeye, Chase Young, uh, drafted and and had the same numbers like Chase Young, they were ready to run him out of town in Washington, and that was due to injury. Texter says the two camps are this: intelligent, informed, high
1: IQ fans. And people who are still mad that Kenny Willekes and Shaq and uh, Calhoun are double bagging groceries at Walmart. Okay, so it doesn't have to turn into like Michigan Michigan State stuff.
0: Most people are able to, once you graduate and you leave your university, it's all about the Lions or it's about your team, whatever it is. Most people are able to make that jump. And I would say that Hutch isn't getting a
1: free pass. There are plenty of people who have been critical of him this season. I, I think you're right. It just... The sack total is what people are going to fixate on, and to, so when to you're an also, extent, I get it. But to an extent, like guys, you got to factor in who he's playing with and what he's still doing,
0: and and you factor in other thing, other facets of the game. One of the things that is, and I always talk about availability. Like Hutch doesn't come off the field. Alex Anzalone doesn't come off the field. You are getting production in the run, in the pass, in every situation. That you know, And Kayvon Thibodeau is, is I think, a, obviously a direct comparison. Mm-hmm. He's got 12 sacks this year. Yep. But he's a pass rusher. He's not a run defender. Every once in a while, you'll see him run somebody down on a, on, a, on a reverse or he's in the right position because he's just going up the field. Those are the guys that make plays in that situation. You're like, oh, wow, what a great play. Well, that's because they're rushing the passer and on a reverse. If you're not going to bite on the initial run, you're going to be in the right position. So, and, you, and I'll go back to, you know, the grades. Number one rated or graded edge defender in the NFL. If you had to put a, a guess on who it would be. Micah Parsons. He is number three. Uh, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is number two. You're working your way up. Um, number one edge player, TJ Watt. Uh, TJ Watt would be five. You've taken a step back. It's it's Miles Garrett. Oh, yeah. There you go. So, it's, he's number one. Bosa two, as we mentioned, parses threes. Max Crosby is four. Khalil Mack is five. TJ Watt is tied at five. They've got the same grade. And then you've got DeMarcus Lawrence, obviously, at Dallas. Bradley Chubb and Andrew Van Ginkle down in Miami. Uh, And then you've got Aiden Hutchinson as the number 10 graded edge defender. And where does um, Kayvon Thibodeau come in? He is, I, I had my notes here, 79. because he is that's what he's now if you're all you're looking for which for James Houston that's all we're looking for is a guy to come off the edge Mm -hmm. but if you need somebody to be a down in down out player Aiden Hutchinson is doing what you need him to do I would say I don't feel like people in this this town are talking about Aiden as a
1: top 10 edge in the NFL right now but people who are judging this unbiasedly